Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today we are going to be talking about the D3 or Disney 23 Expo that they had and the Marvel stuff that was revealed because I'm not a big Star Wars guy, so I'm not going to cover that, Um, but before... We get into this podcast. Obviously, I need to do some housekeeping as per usual at the beginning of every podcast. Um, I had recently put a new episode up on Rumble. And, of course, for those of you that don't know how to get to Rumble, you can either go to the PC Boys Instagram page, give it a follow while you're there, follow the link to the Rumble from there, or you can go to our Discord and click on the link that is in the Discord, and it's underneath an announcement tab that says uh, Rumble link so you can go do that also go follow me on getter if you are someone interested in the rumble podcast to talk about like society advice you know my opinion on essentially anything outside of movies and video games um then go follow the getter to get first notifications for whenever i upload onto rumble um and yeah i think that that's all that i got for uh you know, housekeeping. So, um, I know obviously we still have to do the Top Gun Maverick review. Uh, this week we will also be having the She-Hulk episodes four and five, uh, you know, thoughts will also be coming out, um, at some point this week, but D23 happened and I completely forgot about D23 happening because Marvel has just not been giving me a reason to give a shit about announcements. Really outside of Daredevil and stuff down the road, like, you know, the next Spider-Man, Avengers and stuff like that, like, you know, Marvel has not been doing it for me lately. And, um, there is some good news though in this, in this podcast, we got some good things to talk about, but let's start off with, uh, some basic things. So obviously we, uh, um, we got some announcement, uh, yeah, announcements about, you know, who's gonna be in, you know, each and every show, um, and, you know, depending on which show, you know, you're looking to see depends on, I guess, you know, the hype that you're gonna get for, you know, what characters are gonna show up and whatnot, uh, they finally talked a little bit about Ironheart and how it's gonna be like a magic versus, um, technology kind of show in, in terms of conflict, um, you know, they obviously showed off the Echo cast and stuff, and, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really sick of, you know, Marvel and Disney in general just doing the pandering when the Echo cast come out, and they were talking about, like, people being, you know, deaf and the deaf community and stuff, it's like, look, we're here for good, you know, shows, we're here for good stories, enough with this pandering nonsense, please, that's fucking annoying, I don't care, just tell me about the show, right, and that, and that's just me personally, I want you to get to the point, because I'm here for entertainment, I'm not here for some messaging of whatever, um, so they discussed about that. Obviously, had Vincent D'Onofrio come out on stage, and then they had a new logo for Daredevil: Born Again. Not, not really any new information about that. I mean, that's still quite a ways away. That's like later in the phase five. So, I mean, we still got time before we really hear anything on Daredevil. Um, even though he's going to be showing up in She-Hulk soon, which is <laughs> I'm so glad about because you know. I've literally been waiting for Daredevil and She-Hulk, because She-Hulk has bored the ever-living shit out of me up until this point. Um, but so, let's talk about the major announcements. Um, Captain America, New World Order, we know that uh, Brainiac, or a.k.a. the uh, guy from The Incredible Hulk that got the Hulk juice into his head, Big Brain, yeah, he's coming as the main villain of Captain America 4, which I think is really awesome and cool. I think that that was a very out-of-left-field thing, because I think a lot of people were thinking, New World Order, probably going to deal with Hydra, or maybe a Hydra Steve, and then we hear about Brainiac, and we're like, okay, that's something really 
uh, new, um, that, that's something really different, so, you know, that's some really cool news, that's really the big thing from, um, Captain America, we got the Thunderbolts roster revealed to us, we've got Ghost coming back, uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Bucky Barnes will be on the team, we're gonna have US Agent, uh, Valentina, obviously, um, Yelena Belova, Red Guardian, I'm glad they're bringing Red Guardian back, but I fucking hope he's not just a comic relief character, because in Black Widow, they really shit on Red Guardian, so I hope they actually give him, like, some hero stuff to do in this movie and not make him a fat guy. Hopefully, he's in shape. And Taskmaster. And obviously, you know, if if we're talking about the Black Widow Taskmaster, I'm not really that excited if that's the case, but if they are using the same look and they're gonna bring in Tony Masters, I am completely fine with that. I am so sick of fucking, like, gender-bending every motherfucking character known to man. It's dumb. It's stupid. They're doing it, I think, even with a new Little Mermaid movie coming out. Come on, guys. Like, just keep things the way that they need to be. You don't gotta change them. Make new characters if that's the fucking shit you wanna do, okay? So... Yeah, the uh, roster was announced. A lot of people were disappointed that they did not announce Abomination um, for the Thunderbolts, which I even thought they were going to use the Abomination for uh, Thunderbolts, but I guess not. I guess he's just going to be a, I don't know, laying low kind of character now, I guess. I hope not. I really hope Abomination gets back into the action at some point. Um, so that's like the big Thunderbolts news. So... They really only had two trailers that dropped for the two um, upcoming Disney Plus series closest to us. That being Secret Invasion and Werewolf by Night. And I wanted to kind of get like the lackluster stuff, in my opinion, out of the way with because I don't really have any ambition talking about those other things, you know. Oh, they brought, you know, some actors up on the stage and talked about their projects and stuff. Cool. Whatever. Don't really care. Okay. A lot of the projects Marvel is coming down the pipeline. I don't care about, um, you know, the new Captain America, like, I mean, you know, when it gets closer, I might get more interested, but right now, it's not on top of the priority, now, here's the, the thing, Secret Invasion is a big comic book deal, like, if you're a Marvel fan, you know what Secret Invasion is, you know, the Scrolls Invasion of Earth, and obviously, they can shapeshift, hence the name Secret Invasion, so this show, Gives me Captain America Winter Soldier vibes, which is good news, very good news. I watched the Secret Invasion trailer yesterday, and yesterday I was really tired and I was really busy, so I didn't have time to, you know, put anything up on Discord, which I will be later, of course, um, and I didn't have time to make a podcast on anything to, uh, yesterday, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it tonight, and man, that Secret Invasion trailer got me hyped as fuck for this show. A lot of the Marvel Disney Plus shows I have not been very keen on. I think the only show that I can say that I really, really liked was Moon Knight, and that's because Moon Knight was very different, and it was very disconnected from the MCU, and it was interesting. I liked it, personally. I thought it was a really, really good show. Um, I liked Miss Marvel, but then again, Miss Marvel's geared towards of a younger audience. Um... Not necessarily a 21-year-old 20, like myself, but I liked it. I liked Miss Marvel. I didn't think it was a bad show. Um, definitely, you know, the main actress that played uh, Kamala Khan, you know, I really enjoyed her. I think she's going to be a great um, actress in the MCU. I just think putting her in the Marvels with one of the most disliked character, in my opinion... 
Captain Marvel, um, and then Monica Rambeau, I guess, you know, she's, um, she's up in the air right now, if I'll like her character or not, we saw her, yes, in WandaVision, but we didn't see enough of her to the point where I can get, like, a definitive, I like the character, I don't like the character, so the Marvels for me is kind of a, you know, I'll watch it on Disney Plus when it comes out, I'm not gonna go to the theaters and see it, and that, that's how most Marvel movies are for me right now, um, but Secret Evasion looks great. I mean, we got Nick Fury going after the, uh, the Skrull, and the Skrull are obviously trying to start a Secret Evasion, you know, um, shape-shifting into people, getting into, like, governments and infiltrating and stuff. So we got, like, paranoia, uh, spy, sabotage, espionage kind of shit going on. Really interesting stuff. And obviously, because we got shape-shifters, that's going to make, like, the tension in the show very high because you can't trust anybody. Anybody can be a scroll. So I'm really interested <laughs> to see what they do. Even, we don't even know if Nick Fury, the main character that this show is about, is even going to be a scroll. There's so much, like, questioning in Secret Invasion, but it looks so fucking good. Um, and that's what I want. Secret Invasion looks like a Winter Soldier successor, potentially, my opinion. And it also looks like, um, it has very long legs on it. Like, people will stay interested in the show. Because this looks like old Marvel Studios. This looks like Phase 2 through Endgame Marvel Studios. Prime time MCU. That's what this fucking show looks like after watching the trailer. And I'm so fucking happy that Marvel is finally going to put something out there that isn't politically um, or, or agenda-driven in any kind of way. Not even in a... In a, in a minor hint of way, like, this show is a straight-up, like, espionage, like, undercover, on the run, classic spy movie, uh, well, it's not a movie, it's a show, but you get what I mean, it's got all those vibes, and I'm really digging it, I'm really excited for it, I didn't really think, like, because they, they announced, uh, obviously, back a few months ago, or whatnot, that, uh, at Comic-Con, that, oh, yeah, it's gonna be a Disney Plus show, so I was like, okay, it's probably not gonna be anything crazy if they're putting out on Disney Plus, rather than making this a movie, because, like I said, Secret Evasion of the Comics is a big deal, it deserves a movie, but it's getting a show, so I was like, oh, it's probably gonna suck then, but after watching that trailer, I'm starting to, you know, I, I really quick, uh, quickly changed my mind on that. And I'm like, this is good. This looks like quality Marvel content, like back when they were in their, you know, prime time. Um, so really excited about it. If you haven't seen the Secret Invasion trailer, I really suggest going and watching it, you know. Um, definitely one of my most highly anticipated Marvel projects. And it's around the corner. It's early 2023. So I'm very excited for when that show drops on Disney Plus. Definitely going to be invested in that one. Um, and then we have our Halloween special for this year on October 7th. We are getting Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night, I watched this trailer and I was expecting something very different. And we got just that. Now, uh, full disclosure here. This show is incomplete black and white the entirety through. So if you're not someone that likes watching stuff in black and white, if you don't like classic monster movies, this may not be for you. Now, the story itself seems like it has to do with monster hunters and cults. And, of course, we have our main character, who is Werewolf by Night. And... 
you know, it, it's very, so we know who the monster is, like, there's no, like, secret about that, um, but I, I, I'm really curious as to, like, what the story is gonna be like, uh, it definitely looks like a horror movie, uh, if you, if you slow down the frames when you watch it, you see decapitation, or not decapitation, but, like, um, you know, a hand or an arm gets chopped off, you even see a bunch of soldiers, it seems like, fighting, uh, the werewolf, and he literally rips, like, chunks out of them, and you see a bunch of blood splatter on the screen, on the floor, like, I'm like, oh shit, is this gonna be, like, a TV mature Marvel Studios fucking thing? Because if this is TV mature, that's gonna make it ten times more interesting, because then we get blood, we get gore, we get some shit in the MCU that we really have not seen a hell of a lot of, like... I remember talking with my friends about Moon Knight, and they were like, yeah, there's this one scene where Moon Knight gets stabbed by a bunch of people, but I was, when I watched it, I was like, okay, but it's not even really that brutal, like, I, like there's, there's not much blood and gore, but this had some blood and gore. Now, I wonder if it's because it's in the black and white filter, they can maybe get away with a PG rating, but I'm really hoping it's rated TV mature, I mean, we're talking about werewolves? Come on. Really, PG-13 werewolves? No, I don't think so. So, if it, they didn't reveal the rating, but if it is TV Mature, then I'm going to be, like, even more hyped for it. I like it. It's very disconnected from the MCU. Very, very, very. I would say more disconnected than even Moon Knight. And it's in black and white. It's horror. So, there's a lot of deviations this special is taking to the normal MCU. And I'm really interested to see what the story is going to be about and if it even connects to the greater MCU. Maybe they're just, you know, maybe Marvel isn't going to make it canon, but it's like a Marvel Studios made thing, or maybe it is canon. I have no fucking idea. But considering we're getting Blade with vampires, it, it really wouldn't, you know, have anything to do with it. I know that vampires have been mentioned in the MCU. Oh, I fucking forgot where I heard it, though. But vampires were mentioned. Maybe it was Thor Ragnarok? Maybe. I don't know. But vampires have been mentioned before in um, the MCU already. So I'm very, very, very excited to see, um, you know, what they do with Werewolf by Night and Secret Invasion. The, those were, like, the two trailers for Marvel they dropped because of the two, like I said, most uh, upcoming... Um, events. They're like the next two things for Disney+. Plus. So I'm very excited to see what Werewolf by Night will bring. And then I'm very excited about Secret Invasion because that looks like a quality product. And I have not seen a quality product uh, from Marvel Studios since Spider-Man No Way Home. But I can't give that fully to, you know, that credit fully to Marvel Studios. I have to give that partially to Sony because it is a conjoint project. Um, so yeah. A lot of good things here. A lot of good things uh, coming out of D23 in terms of uh, hype, right? I know I only listed two projects, but, I mean, there's, you know, Mandalorian Season 3 and stuff, even though I'm, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. You know, there, there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of it. Um, and here's the thing. Marvel can make good shows. They can make good movies. We've seen them do it before. The problem with the MCU is, right now, is they went from telling good stories and caring about that to making very politically or socially um, motivated script writing 
to the point where it's like, I can't seem to watch a Marvel movie without feminism, without representation in terms of, like, shoving it in your face kind of thing. Like in She-Hulk, the feminism in that movie is not an undertone. It's literally thrown in your face, and I don't like it when they do that. If you do stuff with an undertone, like the comic books did, like, it's there, you notice it, but it's not, like, ruining the story, it's not getting shoved in your face, like, it's not taking you out of the arc or the storyline that you're that you're reading. And with Marvel movies in the past, like, they were good movies, you were invested in them, and now it's like, oh, look, feminism, or oh, look, you know, we got gay characters, it's like, I'm pretty sure if you just write a good script, everything will speak for itself, you don't gotta tell us, look at this, look at this, I think we'll get the message, you know, by doing it in an undertone way, rather than a blatant in-your-face kind of way. And the writing in Marvel pisses me off because they've really sacrificed making, like I said, good storylines, good character development, and 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 story uh, character arcs. They, they've switched that and they've gone to a okay, we're gonna be as like woke or socially, politically motivated as we can in our shows. You think I give a fuck if She Hulk? Gives a fucking shit if she gets catcalled or not? No, I don't give a fuck if she gets catcalled or not. Actually, matter of fact, her talking about her getting catcalled and trying to compare it, uh, or compare her, like, keeping her anger in check compared to Bruce, and saying that it's harder for her, and that she's better than Bruce. It's like, number one, Bruce almost tried to kill himself. And then, number two, on top of that, he's also murdered a lot of people when he was in rage monster mode. And feels a lot of guilt for that. Like, it's writing like that that makes characters unlikable. That makes entire shows unenjoyable. And when it comes down to Marvel, they can make some bangers. Some really good stories. Some really good character arcs. But the problem with Phase 4 Marvel, you know, post-Endgame, it hasn't been good. The multiverse saga, in my opinion, has not been good. Like, yeah, there's been some good movies, like Shang-Chi. There's been, um, some, uh, oh yeah, and I gotta do a Thor 4 review. That's right, I watched Thor 4, so we gotta, we gotta do that as well. Um, I'll probably do, like, the Top Gun Maverick Thor 4 movie review, like, same day, same podcast. Sorry, got off, you know, (laughs) I got off track a little bit, but back from the tangent, um, so when it comes to Phase 4, like, there are some things I've liked. I've, okay, I've liked Moon Knight. I've liked Miss Marvel. I've liked uh, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, No Way Home. But at the end of the day, like, that's not majority of projects. Like, that still leaves Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Um, I liked Loki. I liked Loki, so you can add Loki to the good list. Um... But then that leaves you also with what if in that category of things, you know, that I don't really give a fuck about. Hawkeye was okay, I guess. I think I liked it a lot more than I I do now. Like, I really liked it when it first came out, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, it's not bad, but it's not great, I mean, it's not terrible, but, I mean, it's just, it's not 
or it's not really good. It's not the best Marvel Studios product, you know, project I've seen. It's very average, you know, better than, you know, WandaVision, better than fucking um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but still very just average, my opinion. Um, the Eternals was dog shit and absolutely fucking boring to me. Like, gosh damn, that movie was so bad. Uh, Thor 4 I watched the other day. I mean, it's not a good movie. I mean, it's better than what I thought it was going to be, but still not a good movie. So I'll definitely have to, you know, talk to you guys about that when I do the review. And we'll dive deeply into that. Um... What else? What other fucking movies came out? Black Widow. Big disappointment. I've wanted a Black Widow for Black Widow movie for a long time. Comes out not good. Not good at all. Very generic movie. Uh, generic villain. Taskmaster. They ruined one of my well, my favorite villain of all time in Marvel Comics. Which I know a lot of people question why that is, but like I said, everybody has their their characters that they like. Um. Let's see, what else? Marvel comes out with so much shit now that I can't even keep track of what they've come out with. But then again, I haven't given a shit about most of the stuff they've come out with. She-Hulk so far? Oh, boring. She-Hulk so far is very, very boring. I'm I'm not really that invested in fucking She-Hulk. Um... Yeah. So, I would say majority of the Marvel projects that have come out for Phase 4... <laughs> Not a big fan of. Like I said, that's me personally, but I'm just not really fucking feeling it. I swear I'm in- Oh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> that movie was fucking absolutely terrible. I did not like that movie at all. Um, yeah. A lot of the MCU Phase 4 is very disappointing. So, like, yeah, D23, you know, show some glimmer of hope. Some announcements they made back in Comic-Con shows, a you know, glimmer of hope. Um, but at the end of the day, Marvel is just, it's not what it used to be. The writing is bad. Like, Marvel went from, you know, I, I would say getting more competent directors and writers to now... It feels like that they're just pulling people from fucking TikTok or whatever to write shit. Like, it's bad. It's not good writing. And I swear somebody sits here and says that She-Hulk twerking in the post credit scene was a good move. Like, good writing. It's not. It's, it's cringe. Like, I don't need to see that. I could have gone my whole life without seeing terrible CGI She-Hulk twerking. Come the fuck on right now. She-Hulk is one of the cringiest shows I think I've ever seen. And I already don't like the character because of how they've written her. They've written her to be a very dislikable motherfucking character. I will say in the last episode, though, I felt a little bit bad, you know, because she, you know, was having a hard time finding a date. Then she finds a date and then, you know, leaves her the next day. She did make him breakfast, so I mean, that was a that was a W moment, you know. I mean, good old fashioned woman right there. Making breakfast for her man. I mean, that's a good quality, but does that undo you belittling your cousin who almost committed suicide and has killed a lot of people as the Hulk and feels a lot of, you know, pain and regret for that and has gone on a long journey to try to fix that? Yeah, no. Making breakfast for a guy that you hooked up with doesn't exactly undo, uh, 
all that. So, yeah. Her character's still very dislikable. I'm not saying we can't redeem her, but the only way you can really redeem her is have her actually apologize to Bruce and mean it and reconcile that first episode. But, hey, if we don't get that by the end of the season, I'm not going to like this character at all. Very highly doubt that they can make me like her. It's all about the writing. Nothing to do with the actress. It has to do with the writing. The writing is terrible. This is why I'm glad that Deadpool is being done in conjunction with Marvel Studios rather than having Papa Feige over there fucking have his grubby mitts on everything. Oh, man. You know, I really hope that Marvel gets a rebound. I hope that Phase 4 is a big wake-up call for Kevin and that he actually gives us good quality products that is not shoving some kind of political, social message to everybody. Because I don't care. Oh, cool feminism. Cool. I'm taking my money back. (laughs) Oh, wow. We've got representation in the movie. Cool. Does that make the story better, though? Nope. Make the story good. Worry about the other shit after that. Make it undertone. I'm not a writer, and I can tell you, number one. People do not go and watch movies for a fucking message. If someone says they go and watch the movies for the message, then they're a Twitter bot, and they don't have an actual consciousness, and they're just a fucking slave for the system at that point. I mean, people that go to watch movies, play video games, do it for escape. Escape the world that we live in. You think the the last thing I fucking want is to go watch a show or a movie or play a video game and be reminded of the real world. Marvel Studios makes movies about superheroes. That's not in real life. You should not inject real life and that together. And then, like, shove it in people's face. Because it just, it's like, but this isn't an escape anymore. I feel like I'm getting preached to instead. We all know how I personally feel about messaging in in movies and shit. If you've been around on my podcast for five years now, everybody understands I don't like messages in my shit. I don't. But, Secret Invasion looks really good. One of the reasons... There's no political or social message that they're pushing. It's just a spy thriller with badass actors and actresses. And that's why I'm fucking into it. You start pushing narratives and stuff, and then I fucking dip off, and I'm like, okay, what else is there to watch? Like, look at the recent movie Prey. There are people out there calling that movie woke, and that is one of the most unwoke movies I've seen in a long time. Seriously, like, what we gauge as, or what I gauge as woke and not woke are very different. I don't care if you have a gay character in your movie. I don't care if you've got a person of color. I don't care if you've got a woman as your lead. I don't care who's your lead. If your story is written well and your message is an undertone to the story rather than forcefully shoved in your face and that's all that they try to do, then you can sell me on your movie. But if, like I said, if you're just so focused on having diversity as like a selling point, you're going to lose me. 
Most people do not go and watch movies because there's a gay person in this movie. There's a person of color in this movie. I don't know people that choose to go watch movies because of that kind of decision making. I see people going to watch a movie because, oh, wow, this looks cool. This looks interesting. That's, that's what it is. It's interest. It's not because of who you cast and what they identify as or whatever. Seriously, like, I, I can't be the only motherfucker out there that watches movies because of the plot and the character development. It's all about writing good movies. You can do that, then you're set. Like I said, Marvel, I think, with Phase 4, it's a big wake-up call. That they need to do better. They do. Because I'll tell you something right now. Once Spider-Man is gone completely, Daredevil, I'm probably not giving a fuck about the MCU. Because right now, the only thing I care about in the MCU, outside of, you know, something like Secret Invasion that pops up and surprises me, the only thing I actually care about is Spider-Man and Daredevil. And they're the only two characters that I'm actually there to watch Marvel for. And everything else is just kind of there as filler. But hey, if there's good projects in there, great. But Marvel Studios back in phases one through three made me want to watch every movie. Because every movie was quality. There was good storylines. Good character arcs. All with a great payoff in Avengers Endgame. I loved Marvel phases one through three. Because they were the best written movies in Marvel by a long shot. I think the worst movie is Captain Marvel. And that movie is the only one that I would say is bad out of Phase 1 through 3. Some people say Dark World is, but I personally like it. I like watching every Marvel movie except for fucking Captain Marvel. Phases 1 through 3. Phase 4, it's, it's so hit and miss that it's like, it's hard to get excited about stuff because you watch one good project and the next one sucks. And then it's like, okay. The Marvel shows have not been doing well. I would say the Marvel shows have failed more than succeeded. I can only list three shows that I like thus far. Out of the how many they made? WandaVision, um, Captain America, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Basically Captain America at this point. Um, Loki, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Hawkeye. So, they've made like eight shows so far. Nine shows, because of What If. And the only three that I like is Loki, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. And that's it. That means I I don't even like 50% of what they've put out on Disney+. Plus. That's not good. That's coming from a guy that has watched every MCU movie. Uh, pretty much in theaters. And or on DVD slash Blu-ray when it came out, because the MCU started when I was young, well before I started podcasting, well before I knew about contracts and the movie business and stuff, and what the difference between a Sony Marvel movie and a Marvel Studios Marvel movie was like. 
before I fucking knew about that shit. Like, anyways, I've followed the MCU through its whole journey. I'm at the point with the MCU where it's just not entertaining enough. It's not well written. Top Gun Maverick, great movie. Written very good. It's all about the writing. And that's the problem with Marvel. They've they've really cut down on everything. Hiring worse directors, hiring worse writers, overworking their CGI or, or VFX artists. So the CGI is worse. Marvel is, is in a position right now where they're overworking people and they're not giving us enough good stuff. That's Marvel's main problem right now. They can recover, but they need to work out the kinks. But ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have to talk about. Talking about, you know, Disney Plus or D23 and and their reveals and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I honestly wasn't even expecting to do this podcast. I completely forgot about D23. Like, I remember back when PC Boys was, you know, first few years when we were doing it, even through COVID, like, we were on top of D23 and everything. But like I said, because Marvel just has not been putting out good content, in my opinion, for me personally, I'm just not that into it like I used to be. It's just the writing. I think that the quality is much worse. And I'm not the only person that has thought this. Like, I've talked to my other friends who have been, you know, that's been a part of the MCU through its entire journey or at least a good portion. And they're all even telling me, yeah, these shows are not that good. Yeah, these movies are not that good. Like, Marvel, you gotta fucking get some good writing going. Get some good directing going. Get your VFX artists paid and give them the rest that they need. If you have to put out fewer projects in a year, that's fine. If that makes the quality better, I would rather take three Marvel projects a year than fucking eight. As long as they're good, I don't care. It's when they are bad that it's like, dude, who cares about the number of fucking shit you have to watch? If it all sucks, don't matter. But, as I was saying, that is the end of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Next podcast, I will be doing a Thor uh, Love and Thunder review with Top Gun Maverick as a review um, and giving my thoughts on those uh, two movies because one's really good and the other one, not as bad as I thought it was going to be personally, Um, but I still didn't really overly enjoy it either, so... Thor is going to be an interesting one to talk about. Top of Maverick is pretty much just going to be praise, but Thor, I think, will be a little bit interesting. But that is how it is. Um, but thank you for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed. Go follow the Rumble. Go follow my Getter. Follow the Discord. And follow the Instagram. I know I'm saying follow a lot of shit, but if you want notifications when I upload stuff, you got to go follow all the different sources that there are. All the different ways to get information from PC Boys. But thank you very much for tuning in. I'll catch you all in the next one.